You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear wife, happy birthday to you. Well, thanks, husband. So even, though it, even though it's not your birthday yet. Just a few minutes left, right? Probably yeah. a couple of hours. No, it was Tell already me. after 10.30. Yeah, it's 10.30. 10.45. Well, there we go. Hour and 15 minutes. All right, so there Unless you, go. you do the, the person who says my birthday doesn't start till the moment I was born, which is 5.05 a.m. Right, you have to so. wait till then, then, unfortunately. Fair enough. Okay, Thank so you. Happy birthday. Lovely. Um, 34 years old. Tomorrow. Yes. Yes. I have daylight savings life where I've just cranked back 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I hope all our American listeners did put the clocks uh, back last night, otherwise... Oh, they're not listening now. It'll be tomorrow. So by Monday, it'll be, it'll be late too for late. Work? Yeah. Or early for work. I don't know. Early for work. All I know is I work a 12-hour shift, and I have had the time change many times. And on this end of the year, we stay at work for 13 hours instead of 12. And we get no... You, do you not get paid an extra hour? No. You can't get paid for work extra. You Why? can put down that you get an hour of comp time or something, but... Yeah, it's, they do make you work 13 hours that day. Yeah, I, I would have. I mean, it's just a given, really. Yeah. Shouldn't <laughs> be there. I'm not going to just leave before the next shift comes. Why? There's no other way to do it. You know, it. it was really weird last night because, uh, the com- as you know, the computers of this day and age just change the clock themselves. You don't even have to think about it. So I was watching... Uh, you would think that, except where I work. I was watching something on the TV on Windows Media Center, and um, it was like 2.44. No, whatever time it was... I looked at the time, I was like, wow, is it that late already? And then the next time I pressed stop to play <laughs> the next file, it was an, I was like, oh, wow. really? yeah, <laughs> it was weird. It was like, yeah, it's only 1.44. So, um, time changes. I think people who complain about it are full of shit. To yeah, be honest. It's an hour, people. One hour. And you know what? And I say this every time. If you're so regimented that one hour is different It does affect you, people. How does it I, affect I, you? I, it, well, it doesn't, but psychologically, because I, I hear people say, I feel jet-lagged for the whole day or whatever. It's like an hour. It's an hour, yeah, exactly. Um, and what I really like about today, though, the day it happens, you know, it happens at the night, and then when it gets to, like, 5 o'clock at night and it's almost dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do I, like I love that, because I love dark nights, you know, it's real cozy, you know, you sat there. You love like, the dark night? That's very movie-related. Correct. So it's Sunday, November the 6th, 2011. This is after the show number 197. The movie we're looking at this week is Cars 2 on Blu-ray. This is a 2011 movie. Oh, released. wait, we didn't have a before the after the show discussion. We did that whole thing we just talked about. We Happy did birthday. it. Aw, that so, wasn't what we were talking about, though. All right, don't interrupt this part. Because <laughs> I'm going to start again. <laughs> no, don't start again. So the movie we're looking at is oh Cars 2. On bl- stop, stop talking. You are kidding. Stop talking. Yeah, but starting over, for real, you know where you were. Just pick up where you were. <laughs> <laughs> Zip it. It's not going to get any better. Zip it. With age, it just gets worse and worse. Zip. Zip it. I know it's your birthday, but you have to zip it. Mm. Okay, so the movie we're looking at is oh, Cars 2. God, teasing. You have to stop talking. I'm teasing. It won't happen until you stop talking. The movie we're looking at this week is Cars 2 on Blu-ray. This is a 2011 release. The DVD and Blu-ray is released on the 1st of November, so you can go and get it now. It's uh, available on Blu-ray, 3D Blu-ray, it's all kinds of different Blu-rays. We're looking at the Blu-ray and DVD combo pack. It's a PG movie. It doesn't have a tagline. Another movie that doesn't have a tagline. And it's from, uh, from Disney, our friends at Disney. You're going to tell us what Cars 2 is all about. Cars 2 is the animated world of Cars, where in this particular installment, we have our racer McQueen going to this um, international world Grand Prix race with his friend. Actually, Mater is the star of this one, obviously. And um, he's just a hometown kind of dump truck. and uh, Or tow truck, truck. I'm sorry, tow truck. And now he is put in the mistaken identity of an international spy. 
and then there is a conspiracy to do some stuff with oil and gas and new fuels and there's a big race and etc correct and it's the sequel to cars cheers um so what did you think of cars 2 i enjoyed it a lot <laughs> is that it Okay, good. Yeah, man, Goodbye. really, I love the scope of it. It's so... Yeah, it's a lot more ambitious than I the didn't first one. Like, what I didn't like was that the shots of the amazing cities and everything was really fast. Like, they just kept... Yeah, whizzing back. Well, they didn't fast, fast, slow enough. They just kept... You would see, like, this whole of Paris, and then, boom, it's, like, gone. And I just wanted to, like, like lavish over it for a while, because it was amazing. More I like, had a really good time. Yeah, it was, it was good. I, um... Didn't I've not seen any trailers or knew what this one was about, but I'm a fan of the original Cars. And I know a lot of people thought it was Pixar's weakest, but for me, I really... Yeah. I did like the original Cars. I thought it had a nice heart, me- heartfelt message. Um, you know, obviously fantastic animation. You can't... Everything that Pixar do is it's unbelievable to look at, right? I mean, th- this was just like, to me, toy cars were alive. Yeah, yeah. Running around the world. You know, it was, it was amazing. Um... But I didn't know what to expect from Cars 2, and when it opened, literally like a James Bond movie, I was like, really? Have we gone... This is not like the first one at all. I mean, the first one was literally based around racing. This is something else, and it is something else when you watch it. Mm -hmm. The scope of it's huge, it's a worldwide adventure, it's uh, not just racing, it's espionage and intrigue, Um, lots of... Pixar, jokes for the adults, jokes for the kids. I think it's more tipped to the adult side this time. I do. I think I can tell that absolute car nuts were involved in this. Because if you're a car lover, if you like Top Gear, you like the world of cars. Not this world of cars, the real world of cars. Just about everything that you can possibly imagine. Every make of car, every... Even things that Mater says is is like realistic stuff. You know when he's talking about the engine and yeah, yeah. such an engine is a faulty. Things like that will resonate with and the, heads, the theme you know? of it with the lemons and the yeah, yeah and the and, fuels um, and yeah also oh, the yeah. oil rigs were like that was my I was just like oh my god so and, awesome and it also has this environmental message like you say with the um, about mm, roughly roughly the touches on it but yeah but I mean there is stuff in there that's. It's more like the message of big oil is pushing down the progress of yeah. more um, ecological. I mean, it's light. It's a fuels. light. It's not a heavy-handed no, political. No. T- but there's something in there extra for adults to think about. Um, and the animation is. It gets better with every Pixar movie. I mean, this one, the colors, because this one, had, you know. Cars look beautiful anyway. Shiny cars, rusty cars. There's every single colour you can imagine. It just looks amazing the entire time. It's like... I just Also... And skirting that line between trying to make, like, Big Ben and London look real-ish, but cartoony, and then mix in your very cartoony cars and not make it look like it doesn't fit, but not make those cities... And the, like, you know, Tokyo and Italy and stuff make it, it didn't look cartoony, but it looked just enough, it fit together. But if you just took the cars out and looked at the way they've made, they've made, you know, this digital version of these cities, it's like, it's awesome. And what's amazing about the Cars universe for me is that humans do not exist at all. No, it's all Uh, cars. It's all cars, like everything's cars. I love that, that humans are just not even... Yeah. I mean, it's not even hinted to that humans are around. Cars are cars, and they're, they're what inhabit the world. Um, when you talk about the cities and stuff, the guy who did Ratatouille was um, involved in this, and oh, yeah. he did a fantastic Paris in Ratatouille, yeah, if yeah. I remember. Ratatouille was really good. Yeah. I liked it. Um, so, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, but I enjoy all Pixar movies, and I can't think of one that I didn't. Can you? Not so far. Um... It's not my favourite Pixar movie. I still prefer the original Cars to this one, to be honest. I just like the heart of the the story yeah. about the change in the town and, and the, you know, this yeah, one's Yeah, we did bit... kind of ditch them. They're just sort of tag-along this time. The yeah. gang from, you know, yeah, exactly. Radiator Springs. In fact, they're just there 
they are there in they're the They're just secret. there because they're, they're just there it, because yeah. we as viewers know, oh look, there's Sally and there's Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. So um yeah, I do feel that they ditch Radiator Springs, even though they start off there. It doesn't really matter after that, does it? It's this big worldwide yeah. thing. Um, they go back there at the end. Don't tell them the end. I'm not telling you the end, but... It either blows up or they go back. There's, there you go. You don't know the end. And it's against me, they're not going to blow up the hometown. See, now you're telling between. them the end again. So, um... God. So, did you like this uh, the best of the Cars franchise? Do you think there should be another Cars movie? No, I think leave it. We're done. I'm done. You think there should be a I planes think I, movie? I enjoyed them equally, actually. I really did. I really love the... It's pretty action-packed, and just my eyes were like... I don't know, there was so much going on sometimes. I think you could watch this several times. There's a lot of... When the camera's panning, like you saw, panning around, uh, panning past a bunch of stuff, and people are talking, and there's little things going on. I just wanted to go. Some slower. of it you don't catch because you got the one yeah, before. Yeah, I wanted it. to go really slow. I think you could watch it again and get new yeah. things. And kids obviously wear these kind of discs out, don't they? They play them, play them, play them. And and the spy stuff where he's doing this, the the you know Michael, what's his face? Michael Caine. Yes. Uh, when he's doing his spy stuff, that's just awesome. It's like you're just going, oh, yeah, that's so, it's cute, and yet it's really funny. And it's like, who decided to make that, you know, his um, lights then do this, and how the, what are they called in your tires, come out and become bombs? And I mean, like, every obviously, it's, like, limitless. And the, as you're watching it, you're just like, oh, God, that's awesome. I was anyway. And you're like, of course the grill on the front of his car is a mustache. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like everything's perfect. You can, there's, there's just references from everything, you know? Um, I liked how all the different cars from the different countries were different types of cars. Yeah, like yeah. the Italian car was a Formula One car and the French car was a rally car. And they're all based on um, real cars. Interestingly enough, a lot of them are not branded, but... Near the end, I noticed, and you noticed, there's Range Rovers with Range Rover written on them. There's a few Ford police cars with Ford written on them. Not everything was branded. I guess they chose not to brand character cars. Mm. Like uh, Lightning McQueen shouldn't have Ford on the front of him. But like peripheral cars seem to have this branding. Obviously, that helps pay for a, a bit for the movie, I imagine. Um, I liked but my... You just put a black cloud over it. My favourite part was the... Um, <laughs> Tokyo part where uh, they were showing you that you know the crazy stuff you know about from from Japan that you hear about it. like vending machines funny toilets the part where yeah. Mater goes to the toilet and it's like an automated toilet with the uh, butt washer and, and like all a that video stuff. telling you what's going to happen to yeah. you and all kinds of and stuff and it's really funny because it's exactly it's kind of like what we westerners think those like We've not you've been to one of those toilets, but we've heard about them and and seen them, and we're we're probably going to be like mind boggled. What do I touch? What do I push? Why yeah, can't I like, just pee in the toilet? Like we're going to go in there, press the wrong button, and come out completely covered <laughs> in stuff. Which um, yeah, it's, it's exactly right. So there there was some cool stuff. My favorite character in the whole thing is um, she called Holly. Oh really? Yeah, it's Holly. Holly Shiftwell. I just thought she was fantastic because. She's an awesome car, the best color car I've ever She's seen. She's a nice color. Yeah, and uh, I won't spoil it, but she can do some cool stuff. I mean, she's and she's played by uh, well, I'll say she's played by when we go to cast. Should we go to cast? Sure. All right, Larry the Cable Guy plays Mater, and this literally is Mater's story. It's not yeah, Lightning McQueen's story. Um, the first one is Lightning McQueen's story. This he takes a back seat. <laughs> Get see what I did there. Mm-hmm. And Larry the Cable Guy steps in as the main. Um, He's funny. I don't like him. No. His comedy in jet, but I think he fits perfectly here. <laughs> when he's a rusty old dump truck? Yeah. And I like the um, message of where Michael King says he's like an idiot. I like that whole yeah. situation. Where he thinks about it. Yeah. You know? Because he's not an idiot. But that's how people see him. Correct, yeah. and, and Yeah, the, the other thing we didn't mention is that this thing of... McQueen taking Mater with him around the world and that Mater's behavior because of how he is kind of simple and mm, appears to be and that embarrasses McQueen and it makes other people think less of him and that they're good friends and why should you change your friend just to please other people and somebody literally that, tells McQueen yeah. you know, why friend? do you want him to be different yeah and he's, he's your like, friend then I other guess people I don't. need to deal I guess with I don't. that yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah there are nice little messages in there 
which all Pixar movies have. So, uh, Larry the Cable Guy, I think it was really good. It was also good in the first one, but it just didn't get that much. Um, he was in the, the Pixar short that came with Cars 1 as well. Mm-hmm. That was a meta um, story. Owen Wilson comes back as Lightning McQueen. It's Owen Wilson. Talking. <laughs> He's charming. Yeah. I like him. Um, Michael Caine is the new feature in this movie. I didn't know Michael Caine was in it, so when he opened oh, his mouth, I, I was like, holy crap, See, it's I knew Michael there Caine. were spies, and I knew he was in it, and I knew it was international, so... I so he I plays Finn McMissile, <laughs> and he's literally James Bond's um, car from the old 60s Bond, um, in in a number of ways. He even has a lot of James Bond's gadgets on his car. I mean, is he actually that car? Yeah, he's oh, right. modeled after, after the one that um, Sean Connery drove. Right, right. Uh, I mean, it's obvious. You've got to, aren't you, if it's a spiker. But there was no cue. No. No, they they missed the mark on that one, because we've got the the pit crew dude, the little Italian guy. Yeah. We could have had a cue car who invents all these crazy things. That would have been... Because they do get... They do have these all these gadgets. They are in the spies. Yeah. And, like I say, my favorite is uh, Emily Mortimer plays Holly Schiffwell. I can't put in my mind who she is. If you saw a picture... She's a famous British actress. If you saw the picture of her, you'd be what like... What else oh, is she in? Um, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember. A lot of stuff, though. <laughs> right. You'll, you've seen her in stuff before. Um, God. It'll come to me. Um... I re- I always really like her, but I like the Holly Schiffwell because it's like a, it's like a money penny type, but not with, really. With spy, like a like a Bond girl. Let's yeah, say. Um, not really. I think so. She's like just a female Bond. She's got all the gadgets. She's got. All she the is, but she's a money penny. Just stayed in the office apprentice. all the time. Yeah, she did. Money penny never had a. She didn't do anything. Go, did she? No. Or did she? No. Not did you take I'm... her in the field ever? Not that I remember. Hmm. So, uh, Eddie Izzard plays the uh, Miles Axelrod, and I immediately noticed that was Eddie Izzard. And who is he? He's a British comedian again. Um, have I seen him? You will have known him from... Oh, you know him? <laughs> Another <laughs> blank... Uh, a lot of comedies and stuff. You, you, If you saw his face, you'd be like, oh yeah, Eddie Izzard. I think he might have been in. You say these people are very famous, but then you can't name what they're in. Well, he's a stand-up comic, so he's famous for that, for me. Right, right, right. He's on a lot of British TV shows. Right, right. Um, movies, I don't... I mean, he is in movies, but uh, probably more independent-type movies. Um, you, If you saw his face, you know who he is. Uh, I thought he was really good. I in- immediately knew it was Eddie Izzard, though, and it was, like, um, a bit too... Oh, there's Eddie Izzard talking. Oh, right. It was a bit sticky-outy for me. Cause See, that's how it is with Owen Wilson for me. And, right. and uh... Oh, uh mm, yeah, even the spy guy. I keep forgetting his name. Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael Caine. And John Turturro plays Francisco. Yeah. And he, he, I didn't know it was funny. him until the end. No, me either. He's always When funny. I saw the credits, I was like, wow, that's him. He he really has got a range, that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. From, he's always a nutcase, though. Kind of a yes. eccentric or something. Um, lots of other voices. Even John Lasseter, I noticed, was in there. Lynn Redgrave. Correct. Uh, this is directed, it's a joint directing thing where there's two directors. John Lasseter, who everybody's fame uh, knows from all the other Pixar stuff. Well, he's one of the founders of Pixar. And uh, Brad Lewis, uh, who was the Ratatouille guy. Right, yeah. Um, so it's a double. Now, I can never talk about direction in a Pixar movie, me, because I don't, I don't know where think to think about it. If you think about it. Just the idea that, like what you were mentioning from um, your game you're playing, where he's crawling down the thing and the camera's like right behind him and you're in close behind him as he's crawling down, look like he was crawling down an air vent or something. It's that kind of stuff that we just take for granted. But that really, like in this movie, there's a lot of aerial, they're not aerial shots, but I mean they're aerial shots and then there's I mean, really, plan, really the good right? close-ups and like in the racing and stuff where... You know, it's the director's thing to say, oh, I want the camera to be, like, facing them, and as they come near you, for the camera to swing and be right behind them, instead of the director saying, well, just get a long shot of the race. Right. So I think we take, because we don't feel like there's a camera right there, and a guy saying, we need this in the shot, and I think, though, this has a lot of dynamic things that... He must... I mean, obviously... I mean, yeah, there's, there's obviously a director's job... It's just different, isn't it? Yeah. It's different because, yes, you have to plan all the shots, but the things exist in a computer. You have to 
point the ca- I mean, you can have as many cameras as you want in a Pixar movie. There's no limitations at all, is there? So somebody has to rein it all in. And exactly. Say, right, we can't do 500 shots. It's this, and we want it to look at it from this way. Right. But I don't feel that... I, I mean, what I'm saying is... I can't say to you, oh yeah, that's a John Lasseter one, that's a John Lasseter one. They all seem like just a Pixar movie to me. It also seems like on Pixar, when we've seen behind the scenes stuff, the director is also sort of their, uh, like, their wicked witch and cheerleader. Like, you want to, you kind of want to kiss his ass and you want to do everything he tells you right and the meetings are supposed to be lighthearted and yet you get the vibe that everything needs to, He's the boss. Yeah. But then you see him popping into people's cubicles and offices, being funny, funny and saying like, hey, and let's keep it. So feel like the director has more behind than we know. I can't of. imagine how hard a Pixar movie is to make. I mean, just creating one of those cities alone, the details. Just creating the one of those cars. That means somebody went there. Yep. Probably got paid to photos go there. And photos and went there and did sketches and drawings. And then you start deciding, wow, well, when we do Big Ben, um, how big do we really want to make it? Because it's not people size anymore. It's I like car how it was size. Big Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, we're going to do, you know, and the Riviera, like when we get to the French Riviera, or so Italian Riviera, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. The, you know, the shapes of the rocks that are going into the ocean. And, like, everyone has seen, you know, helicopter shots of these beautiful vistas. But now when you look, the rocks and the mountains are shaped like the front of a car or the headlight of a car or a wheel, just like it was in the original. Well, somebody, somebody had to have a thousand different sketches, right? And then somebody else had to come on and go, eh, no, too much, not enough, do this, do that. And just... It's overwhelming. I'd like to know how many unique car models are in this movie. Because there are a lot. I mean, there are crowd scenes of cars. Yeah, yeah. All different. All... They're probably not all different. No, they're probably not, but they seem it when you're looking at it. I'd love to know how many cars they actually modeled, because you could just do that forever, couldn't you? I mean, there's an unlimited number of cars, different models, different years, different colors. Mm, Not unlimited. There's a lot of cars. I mean, over the years, if you were to model all of those cars... That's a lot of... Ca- and it seemed like they did. Uh, there was big crowd scenes and city scenes where the crowd were all different. And I loved how the crowds were the kind of cars you would find in That's those That's what I was going to say. Yeah, the, area, the countries, I felt you got the vibe. Yeah. It wasn't... Everything was of the place. Like. And, you know, and they, they had very specific, like the Citroen 2 CVs when you're in France. And the, there's different... There's all the cars of the... Yeah, but what about me, someone like me? I don't know. Where any cars come from, but I've seen enough movies and TV shows to know that's that when I'm watching feels... a movie from the 70s and it's in France, you the probably vibe see a of car the cars. Like that, yeah. When I'm watching an Italian movie, I know the vibe of the cars and the buildings. And, and we all do. And... It's just osmosis. You drive down the road every day, even if you don't like cars, like you, you're not interested in uh-uh. cars. Cars do. You're looking at them all day. They're soaking into you. You're like, oh, there's an SUV. It's probably this. Yeah. So when you go somewhere that's very different, like Japan or something, it's just you. It feels... It comes across. I think they did their... Yeah, and I did like the fact that they went to these three three main countries, right? I think it's four, really. Three for the races. Yeah. Yeah. And then different other places, too. So, um, DVD extras. A little bit of a controversy on this one again, because... If you want the extras disc on this... We want to go Picket Dixie. Disney. Picket Disney. If you want the extras disc for this Blu-ray, you have to buy the 3D edition, unfortunately. So if you have don't have a 3D TV, you're going to be kind of throwing some money away. But we got the Blu-ray DVD combo that comes with no extras disc, but a couple of extras on the movie disc. And the extras are... There's a Cars tune called Air Mater... Which is essentially a setup (laughs) for Pixar's next but one movie called Planes that's coming out in 2013. Next but one? Yeah, the one after the the one they're doing next. Right. Um, And it's called Planes. Uh, And this is just basically a short film. And there's a funny nod to the breaking the fourth wall kind of thing. So this is a commercial? Not really, because I thought the story was fun in itself. I felt pretty advertised to the whole entire time. Well, it looked cool and everything, but I still felt like, all right, right, right. And then, I get it, I get it. We're transitioning. Transitioning? We're changing. Transitioning. <laughs> transitioning from vehicles like cars to vehicles like planes. 
And then you've got um, another short called Hawaiian Vacation. Uh, this is the one that was shown in front of Cars 2 in the cinema when you went to the cinema. And it's a Toy Story short, Toy Story 3 short. Um, and it's Ken and Barbie's <laughs> tro- Hawaiian way. Vacation in the bedroom of the young girl. I'm not sure why it won awards or anything. It's not any better than anything else. It didn't win awards. It's just the one that... I thought you said it won an award. No, you know every year when these when these shorts up in the Oscars, which next year there'll be shorts and the animated shorts, that will be the one that's... You reckon? Yeah, because that's the one they made for this year. I know, but I don't think it'll win any... It's not anything super special. I mean, it's cute and everything. What I'm saying is, it will be... They make a short to go into that category and this will be that. This is the one for this year. I think that's a little too short. No, five minutes. It's five minutes and 14 seconds. That's how long they are. That was 30 minutes for a short. No, the animated shots. Like the one from mm-hmm. last year with the um, dream, with the inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this one's uh, it's really funny, i got to say. And I love the Barbie and Ken character. I would like a movie of Barbie and Ken. <laughs> I said that when we watched yeah. Toy Story 3. They were... I think they would... Now, this is not characteristic of me. Characteristic. But they would make a good little TV show. The Adventures yeah. of Barbie and Ken kind of thing. I like how, like, Ken is, like, super flamboyant. Gullible. Flamboyant yeah. also. He's into his getting in his costumes and... Yeah. And, and the way, you know... And Barbie's not, like... She's not the same no. as him. He's more like what you think Barbie is. But Barbie's more clued hmm. in than he is. Is that a comment then on what everybody thinks Gen- Ken is all about? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's really hilarious how it plays, though, because she, you know, he's going to get his little heart broken if he doesn't have this vacation. <laughs> yes. And she's uh, not really... Doesn't she doesn't really care. Doesn't really care, but she wants to make him happy. Yeah. So it's like a twist around on the... It is cute. It know. just wasn't... It didn't do the thing for me like the one last year did with the clouds and the dudes. No, and I'm a bit disappointed that... Um, they didn't just do an original thing. Um, because they generally do, right? Something we haven't seen, like the things on the clouds or the... Um, and, you know, to just go back to Toy Story again. Yeah. I know it wasn't focusing on Buzz and Woody at all. It was uh-huh. focused on Ken and Barbie. But, yeah, it just I feel like they should always push themselves with a new thing. Um, we did see the trailer on here for Pixar's Brave, which is next summer's big movie, which looks really awesome to me because it is a new thing. Mm-hmm. They're not go. They're not. They've been sequeling it, haven't they, for the last two years? It's like Gaelic or something. Yeah, I mean, they had Toy Story three last year, Cars two this year. Oh, true, true. We do need a new. New. Well, we had Up. Yeah, that was the year before. Um, so uh, that's it for extras. There's a director's commentary and a DVD version of the movie. But if you want the full extras package, and there are a lot of things making ofs behind the scenes. You have to buy the buy three. 3D television and your 3D glasses and then buy the DVD. Oh, just buy the 3D version and um, it's $10 more. So, you know, $10 more for the extras, basically. Not worth it. No. No. I mean, unless I had a 3D TV, I'm not going to buy that one. Absolutely. I'm not going to buy it just because, what, I might buy a 3D TV in the future or all TVs are 3D now anyway, pretty much. So, we'll have one eventually. Just, it will have that feature. Then you shouldn't be penalised. No, I, I think they should just throw them... I, I don't think it should be more, really. I mean, it's just the film. I mean, exactly. I don't think there's an added Extras value. Extras aren't worth that. I also don't think there's an added value to 3D. It's fun, but I don't think it's an added $10. I'm re- I really don't. I mean, no. obviously, they, maybe people do. <laughs> but, um... So that is uh, Cars 2, in conclusion... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. It's not my favourite Pixar film. Um, it's going to be hard to top A Bug's Life, which is my favourite one. It is. Which is yours? I have Bug's Life. It's, um, when you hear people asked, it's not one that ever comes up. I think people forget. I always hear Toy Story come up, obviously. I always hear The Incredibles come up quite a lot. But I never hear A Bug's Life. is really good, but no, Bug's Life is... I know, and it was like when Pixar first started, really. I mean, this was the second film. Second one, yeah. Um... Because yeah. it's cute and it's sweet and it's, you know. I'm also happy to learn on the on the um, trailers on the Cars 2 Blu-ray that Lady and the Tramp is coming to Blu-ray. Because <laughs> that's my favourite Disney movie. And uh, it's a fantastic movie. So timeless, you know? Aww. Um, so, in conclusion, we kind of liked it. We I kind of liked it. I liked it. It was fun. 
Uh, so thanks to Disney. If you want to win a DVD or go to ascoli.com. Not this DVD, but we have some contests up there. Next week's uh, Blu-ray review will be Super 8, which is a Steven Spielberg, J.J. Abrams' big summer blockbuster. Um, and movie tagline fun. I don't see a movie tagline. No, yet. I just know it. Oh, okay. What is movie tagline fun? Movie tagline fun, ladies and gentlemen, is a fantastic game we like to play here on After the Show, where one of us says the tagline for a movie and the other one has to guess it. If you want to play along, listen to the tagline and pause. That's a very good presenter voice. <laughs> All right, go. Okay. We'll give you a hell of a holiday. We'll give you a hell of a holiday. Is that a horror film? Mm-mm. We'll give you a hell of a holiday. Oh. Is it National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Oh, no. But that's a good guess. Is that close? Mm, this is barely in the vibe of it. Oh, really? Barely. See, at first I thought it was a... I was thinking, it's a horror film about Christmas. And then I was thinking, I can't really think of one. <laughs> like a Christmas-themed horror movie. I'm sure there is one. I can't think of one. Um... Is it Scrooged? No. That was just playing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You give up? Yeah. Okay. It's actually one of my recommendations. Meatballs. I wouldn't have. <laughs> I know. It doesn't really go together, but that is the tagline for Meatballs, and that is one of my recommendations. Does Meatballs take place at Christmas? No. Holiday, like you go to holiday camp in the summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see? Right. I gotcha. I tricked ya. Alright, so uh, movie recommendations for this week. I am going with the original Cars because I definitely like the original Cars better than 2. Even though... Two really? Is there nothing else yeah. that inspires you to no, watch I, something else other like than the original, the original... No, I would watch the original Cars again. I think I think it is superior in every way. Um, every way? Yeah. I disagree. I think visually they really, and action-wise, they really added a I, lot I think this time. the story and the... I think it's not to be a trite or whatever. I think it's tighter. Oh my god! I think this one. <laughs> I think it's more. Its ideas more focused. Oh yeah, um. that's what I'm getting at. Um, and the second one is a uh, James Bond movies. And if I specifically had to recommend a James Bond movie because of the spy aspect of Cars Two, I would recommend several. But uh, uh, Goldeneye, your favorite. Um. Casino Royale, the new Daniel Craig. I think that was awesome. Um, and the one with Jimmy Dean in it. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you don't. Not that one. Live and Let Die. I think that's the one, isn't it? I think so. It's horrible. There is. There are several... I always say, great song, terrible movie. Yeah, there are several um, old... We watched all the James Bond movies in a row. <laughs> Years um, ago. There are several... Not very good ones. It's not a perfect... No. No. But when you've soaked them all up, it is quite... But GoldenEye is really high on the quality of James and Casino Royale. I'll recommend them too. My recommendations are, as I said, Meatballs, because I don't know why. I just stumbled across it in my brain, and then I saw the tagline, and I was like, oh, perfect, perfect. And it's funny. And there's nothing else really about it except it's just a goofy comedy. Like, really goofy. Don't expect much in the intellectual uh-uh. department. And uh, my other one is another goofy, funny one, is Overboard, because Meatballs just led me to what other comedies do I really love that I can watch multiple times. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Correct. It's really... I just love it. It's got heart. That's what I was thinking of. Both of those have a core of this sort of, like, sweetness, even though there's a lot of antics and, you know, stuff going all on. Of Ka- all of Pixar's movies have that mm-hmm. sweet heart to them. I think that must be their core fundamental thing when they make a movie like it has like to have make that. it worth our while yeah like it has it's not just throw I away. didn't love the one you love so much the core of that the Bugs future like. one no. Wally. yeah I love Wally. I mean I love the movie yeah, but really. the idea that we're <sighs> nothing never mind I don't want to say sure. of course you do because you're not one of us <laughs> um so, uh, games and Ace Scully stuff this week. Last week I mentioned that Grand Theft Auto uh, 5 was going to be announced. And in between that then and now, it did get announced. And there was a trailer. And you saw the trailer as well as me. Um, 
was more than I expected from the trailer, to be honest. You know, when I said they probably won't show you very much, they showed you a lot. They showed you... not No context to it, though. I mean, they showed you that Grand Theft Auto V will take place in San Andreas, which is where the last... the Well, Grand Theft Auto Three was a trilogy. And it was the last one was Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. This takes place in the same place. Obviously looks a lot better now. Hold on. Grand Theft Auto 3... Was a trilogy. Was a trilogy. Correct. And then we have Grand Theft Auto 4. Which was a trilogy. So you've had six Grand Theft Auto games? Well, Grand Theft Auto 4 had... Grand Theft Auto 4 and two downloadable content packs, which... Well, it's not were, a trilogy, then. It's all well, one game. Well, there were two different stories. Three right, different but stories. it's all one game. Yeah. Right. Okay. But it's still <laughs> okay. three parts to that. Grand Theft Auto 4 had the Biker Gang story, Nico Bellic story... And Gay Tony, the story, which was three completely separate things. It just happened to all take place in the one city. So it is kind of like a trilogy, because they're 15-hour portions, those other two. Right. So they, you know. So Grand Theft Auto 3 was Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Now, those were three whole Three whole disc games, games, yeah. Um, so this takes place in San Andreas, which I'm excited about, because San Andreas isn't just a city. It's a whole state. It, it took place... In different cities, and there was a whole expanse of countryside and mountains and in between it, which is awesome for that kind of game because there's a lot of exploration to be done. Um, looks like they're targeting in a little bit on like the recession. There was a, a hint at that, you know, people selling their houses, lots of homeless people. So the city's been hit by the recession, so perhaps it's modern day, you know. Well, it is modern day. Because nobody's wearing 80s clothes. Yeah, it looks better. Yeah. Um, there's no hint of a protagonist apart from the guy who's talking. You don't even know if he's the protagonist. He might just be telling his, a story. Um, only thing I can say is it looks incredible. Like They really, mm, they really know how does. to make a game look right. I mean, Grand Theft Auto 4. But this looked over and above Grand Theft Auto 4. To the point where when it came on and I watched the trailer, I was like... And at the end, it doesn't tell you what consoles it's for. I thought to myself... Is this for a next generation console? Because that looks too good for the stuff we're seeing now. Well, I guess we'll see. And also, when they make a trailer, they could be showing you the PC version. Absolutely. You know? Like a super duper high-end PC playing it. So, um, yeah. No release date. My guess for release date will be next Christmas. uh, 2012 Christmas. Because they've got Max Payne 3 in between now and the middle of next year. So, they won't release Grand Theft Auto around the time when Max Payne comes out. So I would say next Christmas. But it's a nice start to uh, probably be the, my favourite game of next year, right? I can't yeah. see why not. I don't identify, but I'll see when it gets here. Um, other games I've been playing... Other games I've not been playing this week. <laughs> uh, what came out this week was GoldenEye uh, Reloaded, which is a... It came out on the Wii a couple of years ago, or a year ago. Um, and everybody complained that it was kind of crappy on the Wii. Why can't we have a high-definition version? Well, they've made it into high-definition and put it on the high-definition consoles this year. I have it, but I haven't even played it. So I can't mention it yet, even though... The other one is uh, Sonic Generations, which is the new Sonic game. I have it, but I've not even played it. Um, but from everything I can tell... And Sonic has been suffering in the, in the last recent years of having shitty games... And I agree, because I've played them all. And it's they, they've made some really shitty games, Sega. There's no there's no denying it. They've took him in different directions. They've made him look different. They've This one's 3D. This one's not 3D. It's like they don't know what to do with Sonic, so they just throw all this shit at the wall and see which one works. Well, what I've heard is Sonic Generations is back to the original Sonic from the Mega Drive era, like the 2D side-scrolling. But then after you've finished the retro version you go into a new 3D version of that same stage. So you experience those classic stages that you know and love in this new way, as well as experiencing them again in the 2D. So I'm interested in that, because that does sound like, you know, nostalgia for us people who grew up in the 80s and this modern stuff on top. I'll talk about it next week, because I didn't play it. And the reason I didn't play it is because Uncharted 3 came out this week, and I've literally spent all week playing it. Um, I love I think the Uncharted series it's a PS3 exclusive is the best PS3 game on the market 
All three of them. There's nothing to touch them. They are... There's no wonder that Sony spend a lot of money to keep them exclusive because they're something to behold. You know, you'd buy a PS3 to play them. They're that good. This one, you see me playing it this afternoon, it's literally like a Hollywood movie that you control. There's no denying it. It's... It's hard to put it... Yeah. It's hard... Like, because you play a lot of games like this, you know, a protagonist and, a, and an adventure, but it's hard to put on what makes this better than the others. It's and like it's a, a, Yeah, and it's a combination of everything. It's like the voice acting, I said to you, if you close your eyes and listen to them talking, it doesn't sound like voice actors. It sounds natural, like you're watching a movie, a good movie that's acted well, because <laughs> you can watch some movies and you can close yeah. your eyes and go, ooh. Um... It's the direction that we mentioned before. It's the graphics. Um, we were watching a scene earlier where he was walking through a desert. I've not seen a desert rendered like that before. I mean, they, they put detail into a desert. Now, every game where I've seen a desert is flat, completely flat. Even Red Dead Redemption. Yep, completely flat. There's cactuses and there'll be little walls to hide behind. I think that's cacti. Right. <laughs> Um, tumble, but that's one kind of desert. You're talking about like Sahara Desert. This so is, it's just dunes everywhere. I guess I've no. I was going to say I guess I've never played a game with this kind of desert. I'm thinking back, Tomb Raider maybe one of them. I don't remember it. Maybe it was just in a cutscene or something. But this was literally they modeled the sand. It, it flows. It there's a sandstorm. When you're walking down a hill, the animation of your character looks like he's walking down a hill, not just like he's yeah. got his hands by his side. You know, he reaches out in front of him, he falls down occasionally, he scratches his head. It, the animation's just... You can tell that they put super detail, detail, detail. into everything. Um, so I highly recommend it. I'm on chapter 20. There are 22 chapters, according to the save screen. Ah. So I'm right near the end. I might finish it um, straight after this podcast when I've yeah. been, um Do it because I want to take a bath. And then, <laughs> so everyone knows, I'm taking a bath. Um, highly recommended. It's a. How long does one chapter take? The whole game, start to finish. I guess when I finish, will probably be about twelve hours. I mean, like when you do two chapters, how long does that take? Oh, I don't know. It depends. Out. They're all some are dead long, some are really short. Who knows? Probably an hour. Oh. So, um, I can't recommend it enough. Uncharted 3, PS3, exclusive. It's got multiplayer as well. I've been playing some of the multiplayer this week. It's got co-op multiplayer. Not through the story, but there's these side stories that when you can play, and they're just like these little adventures. You can play with people online. It's got deathmatch, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's also got like a hard mode where you can go into an arena and they keep sending enemies at you and you have to hold it out. It's really good. It's a good package of everything. Uh, can't recommend it enough. And that's what I've been playing for this week. And from now on until next year, I'll probably be playing the game that comes out on Tuesday, which is Modern Warfare 3. Biggest game of the year for Call me. Call of Duty. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Biggest game of the year for me because it's my game, literally. I will play this game every night. Until next, the next one. Um, I'm excited. I've I can't imagine being a woman who's like possessive of her man's time, and he is a Call of Duty player. You don't play for ten hours a day or anything, but there are no, times like if I'm at work, you might play three or four hours. I'm assuming, and then when I am here, you'll play oh. two or three hours. But I, I couldn't care any less because I just think oh. you should do what you want. I and say, I just uh, think though of women who don't who want. But I want to watch a movie. But I want to come here to sit. But I don't want you to sit. Can I sit here with you? And then you're going to be bored out of your mind because all you're doing is shooting shit, in my opinion. So I just can't imagine what it's like to. Um, I will play be hard- a Call of Duty widow. I think is. What I will play hardcore this week for sure. I mean, I imagine I'll probably play most of Wednesday. Um, That's fine. I won't be here. No, I'll probably play most of my waking hours on Wednesday because I want to like figure it out get get to grips with it get everything leveling up you know um, I've ordered the hardened edition of uh, Modern Warfare 3 which is like the collector's edition that comes with like a year's membership to Activision's new Call of Duty Elite service which is it takes all your games and your matchmaking and your friends and everything and it takes them online so it like has Facebook 
Like, I can say, I'm going to play Modern Warfare. It'll, from the game, instantly put a post on Facebook and then any of my friends can come and join by clicking a link. Why should that cost money? Um, it ain't just that. It keeps every single match you ever had. A video recording of it. And stat tracking of where you were every second, what, who you killed, where you got killed. You can go back, detailed analysis. Um, there's clan tracking. There's all kinds of stuff on there, which is a paid service. It, they're going to charge $50 a year for it. But, from what I gather, um, if you buy the collector's edition of Modern Warfare every year, you get your ticket to be in there. Um it looks interesting because there's actual real-life prizes involved this year with this Call of Duty Elite. Like, um, they'll put a challenge up and, like, everybody who completes the challenge one week will get maybe an avatar um, item. But then another week, they're saying things like um, person with the highest score on this or whatever on that might win a car, a Jeep sponsored by Call of Duty. Or, there's all kinds of stuff. So it's a, they're trying to bring Call of Duty, because it's so big, everywhere. There's a phone app. There's a um, Xbox app. There's a PC website where you can go. And you can, you know, keep all your details there. I'll have to look into it. I was in the beta for Call of Duty Elite, but it was kind of uh, limited. But uh, when it comes out this week, you get a code in your box, and when you enter it in, you get your year's worth of... Um, I think the most valuable thing about the year's worth of uh, subscription is you get all of 2012's DLC. For free. And you don't... Some people said, well, that's cool, but when when you let your membership lapse, do they just take all that back off you? Well, no, Mm -hmm. you just get to keep that. So... Right. I've said to you, the DLC packs cost $15 each. There's usually four throughout the year. So you would be paying, you know, over $50 for those. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, this is $50. That's $60. So you're paying a hundred dollars instead of a hundred and ten, right? Hundred and twenty. Yeah, sorry. you're saving twenty bucks on the DLC. So all I'm saying is, if you're going to buy the DLC anyway, which most modern warfare players will. Did you use any codes or anything so you can get it cheaper? Yeah, I got it for eighty because they had twenty off Amazon. So, yeah, and Amazon's the place to buy your games because I already had a code because I'd bought a game previous, so it gave me twenty dollars off my game. So I got Modern Warfare Three for twenty dollars. And when you buy Modern Warfare 3, you get a code for $20 off your next game. Right. So if I buy Saints Row, which was the next one I was thinking of getting, I'll get that for 40 So it's... Can you get your DLC from them as well? You can get anything from them. Microsoft Points, if you want, with that From 20. Amazon, I mean. Yeah. So if you buy it and then you get $20 off, does that mean then you can get your DLC for free? Because well, it's $20. Well, you get all the DLC for free anyway. No, if you spend normal $60... And you get a $20 ticket for the next time. And then you want to get the downloadable content for 15 But you've got a thing for 20 You, you could get, get the first free. downloadable content. This so fall. then when you do that, would you get another $20 gift no. certificate? only when you buy a full price game. You don't get a certificate for just using a certificate on something. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Um, so yeah, that's uh, this week. It's going to be huge. Modern Warfare 3. I'm sure they'll sell a gazillion copies. I mean, it's they don't even have to try anymore, I don't think. But they do. So that's good. Um, so, that's everything for me this week. I'll have games to talk about next week, I guess. Um, the ones that I didn't play this and week. And I'll have a present to talk about. Apparently it's going to be really good. Correct. So, Sita, what's for dinner tonight? What is for dinner? It's going to be some tofu that is cooked with some sauce. Yet to be determined. Some broccoli and cauliflower boiled, which I think is my favorite way, and some whole wheat pasta with the sauce and the tofu, and whatever else I dig up that sounds appealing. We have those potatoes that I could also kind of brown up, because they're fine. I'd check yeah, them I ate one the other day. They'd be really good. They're like been boiled, and they're yeah, just Yeah, fry little... them up. They'll be good. That would be really good. Ooh, okay. Well, we've just added that to the menu, and... Uh, Don't have to do the pasta. That's, uh, I've already cooked the pasta. Huh. So we'll have both. Uh, and the meaning of life, this week I have no clue. I have no clue, because there are things that frustrate me beyond, I can't even describe how frustrating it is, and then I think, of, I kind of take myself out of myself and look at it and think, it just, uh, that doesn't matter. What, it, what does matter? It, these things that get me really annoyed, and that it really doesn't matter, I was discussing with you before. 
something about work. But it's not about work. It's about a personality of a person, of a group of people on the planet who are, they're like, um, mm, <laughs> I don't know, inept, incompetent, lazy, narrow-minded, close-minded, untalented, uncreative, and they, it just drives me nuts. And there's nothing about them that I can find that is that I connect to. And they, and those, there's always like every time you go around a corner, you know, I say there's an asshole around every corner. Well, I think this asshole's sidekick is this Mister or Miss Inept. Right. <laughs> so it's like so that is just just filling my mind lately. Truly, the meaning of life, of course, is loving someone enough to give them wonderful birthday presents. <laughs> Might not get you a birthday present. But I'm not frustrated about that. Might not no. get you. Oh, I, was, I said to you, uh, do you want me to give you a present and then you open it on, on the show? But it, well, it's not your birthday yet, so it's I just know. kind of cheating. I had to remind you that you're the one that's like, I'm not opening Christmas presents except on Christmas Day. I won't. And if I want to give you your birthday present at midnight on your birthday, no, 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 it's not my birthday till I wake up, which I don't get, but whatever. Is it hot in here? I feel really It's well. getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. I hate that song. Well, now it's going to be in your mind. I hate it. <laughs> it makes me want to kill people. <laughs> See? What's the point? <laughs> if that kind of stuff can annoy you so bad, you want to kill somebody. All right, so is that it? Have you got nothing else? don't think so. All right. So, um... Let's uh, thank you for listening to the show. I want to remind you about our websites, uh, sigtalk.com, ascully.com. See, I put yours first because it's your birthday. Oh, thanks. Uh, I never normally do. So uh, you That's can catch sigtalk.com, and I have been adding more things as the you know since I revamped, and so there's lots of pictures of me. C i d t a l k dot com. And you can catch this podcast on ascully.com, a s c u l l y dot com. You can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live. YouTube. You can catch the podcast on Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store, or just go to ascoli.com, click on the word podcast, and you can subscribe via any RSS reader, including Google Reader. I like Google Reader. I do. And I do subscribe in Google Reader. To your own self. Yes. Nice. It's pretty good. Um, I just do that so I know it works. So when when I post the podcast, they go, oh, there there it is. People will get it. Very good. So, um... You can email feedback to me at com. My email address is fixed now, by the way. I have not had any sendbacks or missing mail anymore. I think it was just an anomaly in the uh, chain of things. Um, and don't email Sid Talk unless you want to send her a birthday card. And then don't <laughs> even bother. She doesn't want it. Um, oh, that isn't true. So um, stay classy, uh, Mr. Cars 2. I try, I try to think of his name. What's his name? Michael Kane. Oh, they My name is Michael Kane. <laughs> You're only yeah. supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> what? That's that's off the Italian job. Oh, nice. Michael Caine's best film. Oh, are you sure? Yes. Okay, and I'm going to say, think for yourself, everyone, because if you don't do it, asshole and Mr. Ineptitude are right around the corner to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>